The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning, this podcast may contain things that some people may find offensive. Also, balanced opinions on topics that people are getting really pissed off about. And colourful things. Rainbow things. I can't see any of those. But that's your flag. I've never seen a rainbow. Not a real one. Is that actually true? Yeah. That's nod and go, hmm, yeah, great. Have you ever seen the stars? No. Have you ever seen your own penis? (laughs) Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Each week, offering up a bloody perspective on life. Hello everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Seesaw, at least until the next episode. That's Cleves, I'm T. How are you doing? I'm alright, mate. I've talked to the fans. Were you expecting a response? Well, more... A better response than what you give, I suppose. I mean, I'm the only friend you got. That's sad when you <laughs> think about it. <laughs> well, legitimately, how are things going in the world of cakes? They're okay. No Christmas cake orders? No, it's not It's not really a thing in my business. What, the cake business? Yeah, my line of work's wedding cakes, not Christmas cakes. Can't you have a Christmas wedding cake? No, people don't get married at Christmas. Yeah, they do. No one gets married at Christmas. They totally do. I know people somebody... get married between March and October. I, I know someone who got married on my birthday. Yeah, you know why that is? Cheap. They, were, they fucking cheaped out on their wedding. That's what happened. They went there because no one else had the fucking venue. Because it's the middle of fucking December. It's cold as old shit. It's probably going to be drizzling with rain. And they thought, oh, and get that venue for fucking 25% the normal cost. Cheap fuckers. That's what they were. Yeah, on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Hmm. Oh, your birthday's coming up. That'd be nice for you. Yes, I do have a birthday coming up. Unfortunately. I've gone to that age now where I don't want them anymore. What, seven? Yeah. I only did a leap year. Even then, that would put me a younger than what my age actually is going to be. It's a shame that you get old and bald, but still sexy. I can't really really comment on those things. No, because you have no taste. Oh, I'm just not bald and I'm not sexy. Both of those things are accurate, but the first one will change. You think I'm going to get bald? Yes. It's a strong statement. Everyone goes bald when you die. Skellington head. No, I'm just going to get burnt up. <laughs> wow. And we've gone into death. I suppose Halloween was a, what, a week and a half ago, so kind of apt. So, great start to the episode. 
I'm, I'm glad that you know, we are starting episode 49. Giggity. <laughs> What's a 49? Oh, uh, you don't want to name it. It's like a 69, but there's more bum holes. More bum holes? Yep. Wouldn't that be an 89? Nope. Bum holes are cut price vagina, that's why it's only 40. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I don't know anything about prostitution. But I would probably say that the bumhole stuff is more expensive than the front stuff. I mean, you're a man who knows these sort of things. Mate, you're the one that lived next to a prostitute. Yeah, but I didn't visit her, did I? <sighs> who knows? Well, she knows that I didn't. Okay, well, accept that explanation for now. <laughs> next week on Seesaw Podcast. <laughs> episode 50. Tony's we'll look- ex-neighbour. We're not going to get my ex-neighbour. Hooker extraordinaire. No, 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 no. No. She's on episode 100, mate. She's on episode 49. Go back and check. <laughs> no. Okay, so... Yeah. Segwaying from bumholes to asphalt. <laughs> That's the topic of this week. And if you don't know what asphalt is, it's... Then you need most... to consult your hole specialist. Because if you've got a fault with your ass, then... Go back to the last episode and you can find out what a whole specialist is. So the topic of this week is asphalt. More specifically, crossings, uh, pedestrian crossings in London. So this has become quite a thing recently. We're trying to be on the pulse of the topic. Cleves, do you want to give a rough sort of rundown of what this is? Not really. Then why are you even here? Okay. <laughs> Much like a disappointed parent with the behaviour of their child, I will ask the question, be denied, and then just answer the question myself. So, the City of London have got... Basically, Camden have got crossings. <laughs> and instead of painting them black and white, they're painting them real fun colours, like pieces of art. Sometimes it's just like the rainbow flag for... Um, LBGTQ plus IA people plus plus again there's a lot of pluses yeah and then um, and then sometimes it's like pieces of a genuine artwork rather than a, a usual standard zebra crossing so, yeah it's a pretty other place make things a bit fun funky and enjoyable hipster uh, yeah also that so the issue of this is that disabled people are pissed at this and there have been multiple charities that have written an open letter to the Mayor of London, who I didn't write their name down. <laughs> Jeff. It's not that. Jeff yeah. Hummingbird. No, it's something Khan. Je- yeah, Jeff Hummingbird Khan. It's double-barreled. Okay. It, you, can, you can look this up, so it doesn't matter. The Mayor of London. Open letter to the Mayor of London about these pedestrian crossings that have been Artfully designed in bright, vibrant colours, all sorts of patterns. Some of them aren't as bad as others, but we'll we'll get more into that. So this letter is, I mean, it, it's not like it's local charities, is it, Cleves? It's it, we're not talking like it's Johnny's Eye Foundation from Camden, is it? It's pronounced John Eyes. <laughs> A bit like Jen Eyes. <laughs> Sorry, John Eyes and Jen Eyes. <laughs> Do you know 
There's a bunch of charities there. So it was written originally by Transport for All London. There's also Alzheimer's Society on there, Guide Dogs, RNIB, Scope, London Travel Watch, Age UK, Inclusion London. That's about it. That's the main ones. So eight heavy hitters. Uh, for anyone outside of the UK, shout out to the influx of German, Canadian and Indian listeners. What up? For context, these are not small charities. These are some of what I would say the heavy hitters in the charity sector with a lot of money, a lot of influence, especially Scope, R&IB, Guide Dogs, Alzheimer's Society as well. I would say these are very big charities who have thrown their weight behind this letter. So this is an issue that has been raised. So... What we're going to do is we're going to go through the letter and the bullet points that were brought up, and we will give our opinions as we go, but we just want to give, in seesaw fashion, give a bit of a balance to this. Balance it on the seesaw. Lame. (laughs) It was a bit lame. (laughs) But I don't fucking care. Okay, so I think the first sort of part of the letter was addressing disability in general, wasn't it? Yes. Do you want to run down the first point? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the first point is about causing confusion because... It says right there, the impact on disabled people. Yes, so where the first section is about the impact on disabled people. The first thing that's brought up was that they, these crossings will cause confusion. And this this point was primarily linked to the visually impaired and blind, which sort of sits in our wheelhouse. So what was outlined was essentially that blind and visually impaired people get used to certain landmarks, certain crossings and various aspects like that. And that by changing them from sort of your standard zebra crossing they would get confused and not know where to cross. Yeah, but you just said they were learning landmarks. If they know where a zebra crossing is, that zebra crossing hasn't changed, just the picture on the floor has changed. Yes. So they still know where it is. Yeah, so this is one of the things that... <laughs> I agree with you. When I'm out and about, I'm not looking at the road for the crossing. I'm looking at the various points on the pavement where I can cross. And whether they've got a colourful sort of straight rectangle across the road or a zebra crossing, it doesn't make a difference to me. There are diff- There's probably going to be instances where that is not true, but in general, that's not really a thing. But these are all funky colours. Will they not harm your eyes, I hear someone say? So this was another point that was brought <laughs> up. That for some conditions, like photosensitivity, which I do have, that these would dazzle and cause discomfort for some, which I really don't get. Because surely a, a zebra crossing, white and black, like white is the brightest of colours. Not technically a colour. Well, it's not, but it's, if we're talking shades, it's the brightest, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't, I don't really get it. Like, I'm not saying that it's not going to affect some people. But I think you're sort of grasping at straws here. And I did see on Twitter there were some people saying, oh, my guide dog doesn't know where to cross. But guide dogs go by direction. And 
they generally, from my experience with my guide dog at least, they would always go to a place where you would say a thing called find the box. And that would be like find like, the pedestrian buttons. Are your mum's verge. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like find the pedestrian crossing buttons and stuff like that. Like, my guide dog never would find like mom's the actual verge. crossing. Thanks. Thanks for adding that a second time. <laughs> you are welcome. Also, the bump dots, like the tactile paving as well, I would say. Blind is... man's run up. Yeah. Commonly called. <laughs> By you and news to me now. You never heard of blind man's run up? No. Yeah, yeah, look, dots on the floor. Blind man's run up. Okay. So these, these were the visual impairment side of things. But that wasn't the only disability that was outlined. Do you want to outline the next one? No. <laughs> Come on, man, this is a fucking... <laughs> this is a from both of us, and you're being a fucking prick. <laughs> I would demote you to sub-host. Uh, I mean, you don't have that power, do you? <laughs> oh, fair. I do, as the host. I'll, I'll uh, demote you to homeless. How about that? I mean, it is within your power. <laughs> Next up. Crossing can be misinterpreted by people with other disabilities, such as dementia. You see a crazy little lion on the floor, maybe you think it's a little snake coming to eat your face off. Who knows? With people with dementia, you can see strange things from strange patterns. So maybe that's going to put people off crossing at those places, and they'll maybe walk to a different place that is more dangerous to cross. Potentially. I think other conditions as well, like we're talking about... uh, Neurological conditions, uh, men- mental disabilities, autism, various other conditions. Like these crossings, like they can look like steps. They look like with Alzheimer's. They can look like dark colours. Can look like holes and various things. And I think there's there is some credibility to this statement. Like I can see how these would be confusing and daunting to some disabled people. So I don't think this is unfounded. I don't think it's going to be to everyone, but I suppose you've got to go from the lowest common denominator. If it upsets one person, then maybe it isn't the right way forwards. I mean, that's a loaded question. I mean, I'd argue that someone with dementia, probably Camden may not be the best place for them. I'm not saying that they shouldn't go there, but, you know, it's a really busy, bustling place, a load of people in close proximity. It's very noisy on the sensors, generally. Yeah, yes, it can be. But I think, generally speaking, I don't think visual impairment, for especially for me, I think that this letter speaks for me a little bit too much, and I don't like that. I don't, I'm not really bothered. At my place of work, we do have colourful crossings, and it doesn't bother me. In Nottingham City Centre, it doesn't bother me. Like, it's not something that I'm really fussed about. I mean, quite some of these ones in Camden, if you, you look up the asphalt project in Camden, some of them are crazy. And you can see some of them and think, like, that's mad. They're proper pieces of artwork, a lot of them. They're not just uh, rainbow stripes like like a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, one of the other things that was outlined by the letter is that this these crossings are called a distraction and more accidents. So there was an initiative... 
called Vision Zero, which was implemented by the Mayor of London. And the idea of this is to eliminate injuries and deaths caused by traffic in London by 2041. And the letter outlined that this was essentially counterintuitive to this new scheme, this strategy of like the Council of London, basically saying that you are now causing confusion and issues within sort of like for traffic and pedestrians, which goes against what you would want to do with this Vision Zero. Which I think is a valid point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're a new driver in London, perhaps you don't even know that those artwork on the floor in the road is a pedestrian crossing, so why why would you stop? I will say that on in the place that I work, we changed the zebra crossing to a rainbow crossing, and vehicles don't stop anymore. Like They drive over it like it's a speed bump. So take that as you will. So, Cleves, this next point I know was a, a very much a loaded... A loaded statement. Do you want to go over this next bit? No. <laughs> the first couple of times it was funny, now it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> Why does every woman I ever meet say that? <laughs> because your penis is small. Uh, okay, this letter essentially made out in one of their points that because the crossings were so frivolously coloured, that disabled people would go out of their way to avoid them. And because they were avoiding them, they couldn't get to the places they need to go. And because of that, they would just simply stay home, be a recluse, never go out. Pretty big jump to make from one to the other, I would argue, that just because you paint a crossing, you're then not going to go out your house. So I I don't believe that this is true at all. I think there might be one case... But I can't think of a world where a disabled person would be like, I'm not going for, like, especially if they're aware of those crossings. They're like, I'm not going near those rainbow crossings. They confuse me, even though I know they're crossings to identify them as such. They would have to really freak you the fuck out to the point that you were, like, full on having, like, mushroom based episodes looking at the crossing for you to not want to just walk over that crossing. Yeah, and when I say that people don't have these, I want to just say for one minute that there isn't someone out there who doesn't have this. Because a condition, like there's so many conditions out there that we can't cover that spectrum. But this seems like such a huge step that I would think that even if it's slightly true, it just comes across as being like superfluous, like too over the top and exaggerated. Oh, they've said it to try and get the crossings removed, haven't they? Let's be fair. Yeah, 100%. But I think this goes against them because it's 100% just exaggerating for exaggeration's sake to prove your point. And I think this letter had a lot of cited sources and studies, but I think it's very... It's detrimental if you're sort of throwing these statements out there saying, oh, well... Disabled people, they will go out of their way and, like, who's London for anymore? Like, they're not going to come to London because of the crossing. And I don't think that's going through the minds of 99% of people. Disabled or otherwise. Disabled or otherwise. They're not thinking, I'm not going to Camden because the the, the crossings, I don't like them. If I'm going to Camden, I'm going to Camden. It might be an annoyance, or might be something that I'm not a fan of on the day, but I'm not going to stop my life because of that. 
So I think they, they've exaggerated the point a bit too much, to be fair. But I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, like I said. And like a lead-on point of this was that Transport for All also said that it's very difficult to collect data on this about who's being secluded when you're, you're going to these consultancy phases because segregated people don't have a voice, which I thought was a very odd statement because if you're doing your surveys online, those people have a voice. Nine times out of ten, if I'm getting canvassed in the streets about my opinions, I turn around and say, no, I don't want any, and walk off. But wasn't the point of this that they a lot of the, that they weren't consulted in the first place about it? A lot of, you know, this is basically disabled people going, yeah, but you didn't ask us about it. Yes. And this was the lead-on point that there wasn't any consultation with disability groups before this initiative happened. So the initiative has happened for brightening up London. It wasn't stated in the letter whether this was to do with the LGBTQ plus community and pride, although a lot of it does seem that way. And yeah, just as based on the colour schemes, like the rainbow crossings, which is is great. I'm not going to knock that at all. But this wasn't stated in the letter. I think they were very careful about where they put any sort of responsibility. But it was very clear there wasn't any consultation. And I think, moreover, some studies were pointed out in this letter saying that adjustments to pavements were detrimental to the disabled. And what what do you mean? Well, the letter they said, like, the studies have shown that changing, like, the design of pavements is detrimental to disabled people. And they did cite the study. I didn't read the study. But I think you've got to be very careful with these sort of studies and research because it depends who you're asking and who you're studying. Yeah, it depends how many people you're asking, who they are, all sorts of shit, doesn't it? So, I mean, if it was 20,000 people of mixed disability and ability then maybe there's a little bit of grounds there. But if it was, like, 20 people with dementia... The problem is, though, if you just do on, I don't know, 20,000 people with 20,000 disabilities, you're all going to get a million different answers. It's just not a good study, is it? No. Which, I mean, data is always going to be very difficult to collect on this and very difficult to use. It's a bit of a tricky one. So shall we try and balance this, then? So on one side, you had the disabled community saying that this isn't accessible, we haven't been consulted, it can cause issues for us. But similarly, we've seen on Twitter that members of the LGBT plus community are getting a bit fired up about the negative comments of the disabled community, should we say? Yeah, well, some of these crossings, the rainbow ones, are meant to be raising awareness for that cause, aren't they? Yes. And they just see it as disabled people sort of naysaying. Being a Gary. (laughs) Being a Gary... Or in some worst cases, being anti. Yes, and I've seen a little bit of that over Twitter and social media, where it's kind of pitting LGBT plus community against the disabled community, which is something we don't want to happen. Obviously. Yeah, but even like the fucking bigots that um, are against sort of LGBTQ plus communities are using, like, we had a look at that video where the guide dog was hesitating on the crossings and then 
people, sort of those racisty kind of societies were using that as a way to get back at LGBTQ communities. Yeah, that that's the problem, isn't it? You're always going to get the bigots who will use this as a reason against the people they don't like. And I think that's a dangerous thing. And I, I wish I could just say to people, play nice. Like, come on, kids, play nice with each other. But unfortunately, you've got a lot of hatred going around, and that's just how social media works. Unfortunately, it's anonymous. I can see the problems with the crossings, and I think the consultation is an issue. Like how there wasn't any consultation, or at least to our knowledge there wasn't. We don't know. This this is just the one side of it. And granted, it's eight charities. And you wouldn't like to think that they would manipulate the truth. But we have seen a bit of hyperbole in this, this letter with a few statements that we've outlined. So I think it's quite difficult to sort of balance this. Here's another thing as well. People are moaning that they weren't consulted, right? But then, from the other side of things, if you're the artist, then you're going to want freedom to do your own work on that crossing. So, you know, art's like borderless expression, isn't it? So, Mm. let them paint what they want. I mean, they probably did have guidelines, as it's a sort of public property at the end of the day. Yeah. But the thing is with disabled people, right? If you've learned to find that crossing before, and that crossing... You managed to you managed to get across it millions of times, and if you if you learn that originally, you can learn these new ones again. They haven't yeah. moved, the colours have changed, but again, you I would argue probably in about ninety percent of cases, you could probably learn to get across them. Yeah, I would agree that there's a little bit of exaggeration to back up the issue. I'm not saying that there aren't... There's a fucking load of woe is me people out there that have exaggerated this, unfortunately. And I'm not saying it's not an issue. It is. But I think it has been... Blown out of proportion. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I agree. And I think... Whereas this letter is very conservative and there's good sources here and they, they are referencing some important issues and aspects of it. And as I say, it's not perfect, but they are outlined. They are being constructive. For each one of these, there's around a hundred idiots shouting on social media saying, this is terrible, how can they do this? Oh, oh, another crossing has shown up. Oh, middle finger to disabled people. And I think, if I'm being honest, I think that these crossings, and I want inclusion for everyone, but I think they affect the minimum amount of the disabled community it's not the majority of disabled people who are going to be affected by this and i'm not saying that those those people who are affected should not be represented i think that's important to say that they should be and this is where consultation is important but i take offense when i am a member of the disabled community and i am being banded with all of these people, and they're saying, disabled people don't like this. Disabled people, oh, you're discriminating disabled people. No, it's a segment of disabled people. But troublemakers, that's what you are, disabled people. Yeah, that's what it is. You're making us all out to be a problem. And I don't have issues with these crossings, and I know a lot of disabled people who probably wouldn't have issues with these either. And I would argue to say that we're probably the majority or the disabled community who aren't really going to have an opinion either way. Some of them might turn around and say, oh, they look lovely. But unfortunately, 
you do have a situation where it might affect 10-15% of people in a negative way, and I'm not discounting them. But to generalise that population across the entire disabled community, then you add in the hate speech, it just gets out of hand really quickly. And before you know it, disabled people are becoming Gary's just for association. Not really, I don't really have anything to add to that. That's pretty, pretty concise. I mean, is that how you feel? Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I don't want to fix the problem. I don't think I could offer anything here that would fix this. You could repaint them back to black and white. I don't think that's going to happen now. Boring. I think the problem with this is that these aren't going to go back. No, because they all add to the whole bohemian atmosphere and experience of being in that particular part of town. Yeah. And I think the, the, these have caused issues, and I get that. I wouldn't, I'll hold my hands up and say I can see where these are problems. And I think you just need to... People need to have perspective on both sides. Understand the points. Maybe a little bit more consideration has to be taken by the policymakers and the people doing this work, you know, in the city of London in general. I'm not saying you can't do this sort of thing. Maybe you should be consulting the specialists a little bit more. But then you have to take it with a pinch of salt because you can't, you can't take the, the minority and apply it to the majority. You just can't. Yeah, just because one crossing might affect one person in 10,000 doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the crossing. And it sucks for that one person. Well, I suppose it's difficult because this is extracurricular, it's art, isn't it? So, mm. debatably, it, it doesn't serve any purpose other than looking good. So I think that's what the slippery slope is, isn't it? It's like having magnetised staircases for people with prosthetic legs, but then that one person with wooden legs can't use it, and like you overhaul the entire project because old woody legs can't get up the fucking staircase. I love it. That was his actual name. Yeah, for old wood legs, but it doesn't mean you overhaul the magnetic staircases, you know what I mean, for woody legs. You can't get in the way of progress, and unfortunately this isn't the same thing because it's art. Like, art is inherently pointless. That's the wow. whole point of it. I'm not saying that art doesn't have value, but it doesn't have a tangible point. It's inherently point. pointless, is what you said. Oh, I'm going to get hateful. I'm going to get crucified. You're not going to get crucified by disabled people or, you know, trans people or the LGBTQ plus IA community. Artists, that's who are coming at you. Oh, fuck. They're going to paint a really disfigured oh, Picasso-esque. I'm going to be parodied, aren't I? Yeah, drawing of you. Fuck. Well, this was the issue. I think there's no easy solution to this. We're not trying to solve it. We're more about giving you the education. Play nice, everyone. For the first time ever. There's going to be hate out there. Take everything with a pinch of salt. See both sides of it. You can't undo what's already happened. So if you want to affect positive change going forward, do that now. Uh, Let me ask you this question, right? They've got to be... Okay, so disabled people are not liking these crossings. There's going to be some disabled people who maybe can't see black and white lines and this is better for them. That is also true. So what about those Minari? At people? night, night blindness, with a street light, would you not be better with a bright orange and yellow crossing? Yeah, probably. There you go. So there are going to be benefits to these as well, as far as accessibility. Someone with albinism might find them better at night as well. Clearly defined. Well, we've done some educational work today, Cleves. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Cleves, have a colourful day. Thanks. Uh, enjoy your day also. I hope you visit a Camden Colourful Crossing on your Camden Colourful day. Next week is episode 50. So get ready for the cream. Woo! 50! Yep. What's more important, the 50th episode or the year anniversary? Yeah, they're both within a few weeks. I was going to say, like, should we just do 51 as the special one in between both of them? Yeah, probably not. We're not going to do that, are we? That's no, we're not. <laughs> episode 50, coming up soon. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You'll find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.